0: Oh, welcome, welcome back from the 4th of July with the same amount of fingers as I had before I departed. Uh, sorry I couldn't join you. Yesterday at 11, there was blackened whiskey involved in that decision, and I love my sponsor. There's no doubt about that. I loved it a little too hard on Monday night, so we sort of waved the flag, not the American flag, but the flag of surrender on an early show yesterday. Did a Shohei Otani Tuesday, though, for you, and it was a rough Tuesday for him. We'll talk about that a little bit later but it's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you very much for joining us. What's the old question? It's, uh, you know, would you rather be good at a lot of things but not great at anything or great at one thing and not good at anything else? Greatness is rarely seen. To truly achieve greatness in any one area or category, it is special. So when you see it, you want to acknowledge it. You want to salute it. I mean, Somewhere in the world is the greatest Tiddlywinks player. I don't know who that player is. I don't know what their name is. But by process of elimination, we would find that great player. Folks, we have found the single greatest eater in the history of the world, and his name is Joey Chestnut. I mean, we we sort of knew this before, but what happened at that hot dog eating contest yesterday was remarkable it really was and i gotta be completely honest i think that professional eating is gross let me adjust this microphone here a little bit it's not staying up the way it's supposed to oh boy uh-oh it's fallen it's fallen but it's not th- this is wait a minute it's really falling hold on here come on come on microphone be as best as you can be the greatest microphone in the world oh boy what oh i gotta dial this up squeeze this in hold on probably should have done this before the show started but you know i think we're, we're good you can hear me we're good competitive eating was saved by its greatest living legend i mean had they canceled because of rain and lightning uh it, w- it would have been a bad day for the hot dog world but joey chestnut he could have bowed out He could have said, you know, the the conditions aren't right for me to break any records today. I heard that hot dogs in wetter weather become the bun. The hot dog becomes a little bit more gummy, more elastic. Like, I can't believe I read this shit yesterday, but I did. And (laughs) and Joey Chestnut comes outdoors screaming at the rain to subside. I mean, not since Noah parted the seas has a man controlled the weather with just his words the way Joey Chestnut did on the 4th of July. He demands that the lightning vanish, and we today are going to be eating some hot dogs, and you fans should brace for greatness. The man had the look of a killer, an absolute killer. And, you know, kind of like Willis Reed limping to the Madison Square Garden floor. It's one of the great entrances in sports history that Joey Chestnut had yesterday. And look, he's the Steph Curry of eating hot dogs. He is the Barry Bonds of eating hot dogs. He is the Wayne Gretzky of eating hot dogs. He's the Muhammad Ali, the Mike Tyson of eating hot dogs. He's the best ever. It just, there's no, there's no, there's nothing to debate. There's nothing to debate. The guy's incredible at eating hot dogs. Again, do you want to be good at a lot of things or great at just one thing? Joey Chestnut chose, and he's a, he's a good guy. I've met him. I've had him in studio in the past. He's, he's a very nice person to meet and talk with. He chose be great at one thing. And God almighty, is he ever guy ate 62 hot dogs yesterday. It's not a record, but, um, you know, again, the environment changes that hot dog consistency. So he was dealing with that worried about that, but not worried enough to where he bowed out, took the easy way out. Oh no, 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 no. 39 year old said it's time for me to become a 16 time Nathan's hot dog eating champion. By the way, how come there are men's and women's divisions I never understood that. And I, I, how come there are men's and I never understood why there are men's and women's divisions in competitive eating. Obviously, there isn't one in driving. I don't know why there's one in bowling either. Like, why couldn't men and women compete against each other in bowling? That's it's not an issue of strength or endurance. Anyway. Would you allow a transsexual in the hot dog? I mean, we're not even going down that road. <laughs> Someone will want to, though. Someone's going to try to want to do that. We're not going to do that. Remember Kobayashi? Remember Kobayashi? Was Kobayashi was his name? He was billed as the true threat to Joey Chestnut's crown. <laughs> he, he's long gone, forgotten about. I don't know if Kobayashi's around anymore. Joey Chestnut, he chased him right off that hot dog eating stage in Coney Island. I don't know why they have to have that outdoors. Like, that could be anywhere, right? They they, they should put that in a place where the environment can't mess with it. I guess you want to keep it on the boardwalk, though, at Coney Island for tradition's sake. Um, So that's how we start today's show. Acknowledging and saluting true greatness. Damon Bruce Plus, the plus salutes you. Joey Chestnut. I mean, if we're really going ahead and saying a title is a title is a title, his 16 titles makes him the what? The most decorated athlete in the history of the Bay? What? God damn! This Mike Arm is not helping me out today. Why are you? Why are you so weak? Why are you so weak, Mike Arm? Look, it just this thing needs some some blue chew or Viagra Cialis. Just oh no, there it is. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think we got it. We need quality product. By the way, speaking of quality product, we're going to have merch available. uh, Once we do our our big relaunch on on September 1st, we're getting ready and gunning and preparing for football season in ways that I I think you're going to really, really like. Um, Jillian in charge of, well, everything, basically, Uh, including quality control, decided that she was going to go to, like, four or five different vendors to find, you know, the right merch. We don't want thin, lousy T-shirts or uncomfortable or scratchy sweatshirts, whatever we're going to come up with. We want it to be good quality. And here's where it's really good to have a detail-oriented wife in charge of quality control, because look at this. We ordered a whole bunch of... You know thermoses. You know who, who's going to produce the better thermos? This thing, after just one dishwasher run, you got Damon Bruce chipping off the graphic is chipping. Imagine if we had sold that to you. Imagine if we said, "Hey, please come by and buy a thermos, and this is what you get after one dishwasher." So this this is not the company we're going with. But I wanted to show this to you today, and I actually put some coffee. I mean, it, it still works. But the logo is just chipping off one dishwashing. Come on. We're not going to sell you anything like that. By the way, here it comes. The sip of the day. Ah, Ooh, that was good. Uh, Speaking of good, go ahead and get yourself a sandwich. At Ike's this afternoon, my man... Oh, wait, let me push that button again. There he is. Uh, Did a little cooking over the 4th. Are you done grilling your hamburgers, your cheeseburgers, your hot dogs? And you decide, I don't don't want to make anything today. I don't even want to make myself a sandwich today. What I want to do is have someone make it for me. Go and have Ike's make a sandwich for you. By the way, I saw... Early chatting from the Plucers, some of my favorites, and my man, Eric Johnson, who is so loyal. To Eric, you're the best. Thank you. He said, I, I had a black and forth, found it at my local liquor store up here in the Great White North. How Great White North? Apparently, it's Spokane, because he was talking um, and said, I can see an Ike's popping up in Spokane. He is already in Denver. I believe you're right about that and all I can tell you is I will I will talk to the big man himself telling him Matt my guy Eric Johnson needs his own Ike's opened in Spokane, Washington. I'll uh, I'll run that as far up the Ike's chain as the Ike chain goes like once it gets to ike that's the top of the chain so i will tell him he is needed in spokane and this is the kind of love that i get from eric johnson he says damon when you do that meetup i'm coming to whatever meetup you announce i'm flying in for it nothing gonna stop me dude that is that's some loyalty there eric thank you so very much i really really appreciate you man get yourself to ike's Get yourself to Ikes for a delicious sandwich. Be good to our sponsors. That means you're also going to be good to my friends at Black and Whiskey who, boy, were good to me on Monday night. A little too good to me. Me and my boy GQ, nearly. I mean, we didn't polish off a whole bottle, just the two of us. Three quarters of a bottle, just the two of us? Yeah, we we did that. We We definitely did that. The night before the 4th of July. So the 3rd of July was a little rough around the edges. 4th of July, a little hairy when I got out of bed. And I just said, We're not, this is the beauty of being your own boss and doing things your own way now. You don't have to. You, you just, Jillian, can I have the day off? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Thank God. Because I needed it yesterday morning. It was a four Advil morning for your boy uh, on the 4th of July. Did rebound and go hang out with Gianna, though. Went to her little family holiday block party. They get close off the block on the side of their house. And it was a great time down in Pacifica. Um, so thank you to Blackened, my first official Blackened hangover. I did not drink responsibly on Monday night. But, uh, boy, I had a really good time. And let me tell you, as you are thinking about what you're going to do maybe for dinner tonight, stop by Uncle Boy's for a burger. I'm sure you did some burgers maybe for the holiday. Go get an even better burger from my guys over at Uncle Boy's, a San Francisco original in the inner Richmond. Go get yourself to Balboa and 4th. And while you're there, you know what you probably didn't eat a lot of on the 4th of July? Lumpia. I mean, if you're lucky, you're eating lumpia almost every day. Probably not good for you. But uh, get to Uncle Boy's. I love the onion rings. I'm I'm always onion rings over french fries. If I have the choice, I'm going onion rings over fries. But now that there is lumpia involved, get the lumpia at Uncle Boy's. And don't forget to pick up a delicious cheeseburger as well. So thank you to all of uh, my phenomenal sponsors. You have been riding with us. And boy, has the last month paid off in terms of exposure and hits as we continue to grow, as subscribers grow, as unique visitors and viewers are officially exploding now on this channel anyone who is here for the first time today welcome it's wonderful to have you here i hope you choose to subscribe maybe even hit that notify button so whenever we're on the air you don't miss a thing we're live monday through friday at 11 a.m pacific 2 uh, 2 p.m east coast time and we're blowing up in japan we're blowing up in the philippines Taiwan is coming in big with a two digit percentage now of our audience. My audience only 79% of my audience is now coming from within the continental United States. We're global, baby going worldwide here on YouTube. And I thank you all so very much for doing that. Um, One of the things that Jillian couldn't believe on Monday night, one of the reasons my boy GQ came over is because he went to Indiana as well. So we were like, come on over. There's going to be some baseball on. we got a Warriors Summer League game. We're going to watch the debut of Trace Jackson Davis. Well, he got a tight hammy and won't be debuting in Sacramento. He's going to uh, I, I think go uh, their first Summer League game in, in Vegas is, what, July 7th? So two days from now, Trace Jackson Davis will be making his debut on the Warriors Summer League team. Uh, so we're going to have to wait until Vegas. Everyone in Sacramento found out that they're going to have to wait until Vegas to see Victor Webinyama, who is not going to be playing up in Sacramento. Now it's too bad. Um, the Warriors lose to the Sacramento Kings in a summer league game on Monday night. Jillian couldn't, she's like, how is basketball back on TV? You just talked to talking about how you're gonna miss the NBA until it comes around again in October. She's like, here it is. Like, well, it's NBA light. But it is, I do, if you know, what do you want on your TV in the background? Give me a basketball game. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um so They're going to play the Warriors Summer League team is going to play Charlotte tonight. Uh, They did lose to the Kings in the California Classic opener. Uh, But look, Pajemski showed a little bit of that all court game that he was. Drafted to to give the Warriors. He was 12, 6, and 6. You gotta like a rebounding guard, pulled down six rebounds. So he had, I thought, a pretty nice debut. Lester Quinones, uh 26 points, hit five of eight threes, and everyone's saying that's Jordan Poole's replacement right there. Well, hold on, just hold on. He's he's probably a two-way player. Um, looking really good in a summer league game is, is a nice way to go. It's better than looking bad in a summer league game, but there's not a lot of that's going to translate directly to your NBA regular season in a summer league game. And I would be saying that had trace Jackson Davis debuted with a 40 point 20 rebound, 10 assist game, you know I mean? Like I would have even slowed my role on the, actually, if he does that, we're going to throw a party. We all know that, but um look, uh, Some interesting pieces for the Warriors and an awful lot of guys who won't play in the NBA, not for a minute of their entire careers is what you have out there in a summer league game at the California classic up in Sacramento. My boy. And you've heard me use his name. He is a huge media presence and sportscaster in St. Louis. He is the program director, the sports director at KMOX, uh, which is a huge radio station in St. Louis. He is the morning anchor of the most listened to radio show in St. Louis, and he's doing innings for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's also uh, one of the TV voices for the Missouri Valley Conference, and he does an awful lot of Billikens games because of that assignment. And he texted me, me he's like keep an eye on Uri Collins Uri Collins Billiken out of slew he said just keep an eye on him this kid is one of the best point guards I've ever seen and by the way Ackerman also went to Indy there it is Indiana so he knows point guards he knows hoops and what can I tell you my boys I did not lie to him Uh, even though Uri Collins did not score a bucket Can't hold that against him. He didn't take a shot. But what he did as a point guard was finish with a team best plus six in just 15 minutes of court time with two rebounds and seven assists. Seven assists in 15 minutes coming off the bench playing with summer leaguers. Maybe this kid is a little bit of a point guard. So maybe the Warriors got a little bit of a a, a surprise waiting in Yuri Collins out of Slough. We'll take a look at him again tonight. Again, Warriors and Charlotte Hornets coming up this evening. Uh, a couple of other NBA news and notes to pass along to you here on a Wednesday. Um, Bull Bull. Got waived by the Orlando Magic. He is a 7-2 front court player uh, coming off a career year where he averaged nine points and nearly six rebounds and almost one and a half blocks in 21 and a half minutes per game for the Orlando Magic. The Magic, though, have waived him, and immediately Warriors fans were like, all right, go get Bull Bull. Well, problem is, is he has to go through waivers. And to go through waivers, you go back to last year's standings, and so that means the Detroit Pistons are going to have the first opportunity to sign him and then a whole bunch of teams before you get to the Golden State Warriors. So I don't even know if the financials would work for the Warriors on him. He's not a highly paid player, but uh, would the Warriors be able to add him? That's a maybe. Will they have the chance to add him? That's a probably not, again, because of the waiver wire. He's probably not going to fall to the Warriors. But if they do, he's size. They need size. That's size. Think of all the uh, smoke a bowl bowl jokes we could actually have. There would be a lot there. Oh, by the way, it looks like we're going to have to cancel Club Plus today because no more... Chats are populating here on my restream. This was an issue a couple weeks ago, and it seems to be an issue today as well. So we might have to get back to Club Plus after we reboot the whole damn system at some point in time. Anyways, uh, the other story that I wanted to tell you about from the NBA is that an in-game flopping penalty uh, is in effect for summer league games. And I like this. This is absolutely something that the NBA needs to embrace. And I like the way that they did it too. Um, if a flopping penalty is assessed by a game officials, the opposing team will be awarded one technical free throw. So you're a flopper. They get a free throw. I like that. That is punitive. I like that. A player who commits a flop will be assessed a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul, which does not count as a personal foul or lead to an ejection. So you get, you know, the, the, the attachment of shame on your deplorable act of flopping. But what I really like about this rule is let's say you're trying to flop your way into getting a foul call. You're unsuccessful at it. And because you're flopping and now you know you got your back on the hardwood the other team has a four on five advantage well what i like the most about the way the nba is implementing this in the summer league is that officials will not be required to stop live play to call a flopping violation they can wait until the next neutral opportunity to stop play in other words if your flopping leads directly to an advantage for the other team. They're not going to stop the game and shoot free throws. You're going to have the opportunity to take advantage of the advantage that you now have, score, and then come back and put the exclamation point on the flop with the free throw when the ball uh, is whistled dead. I like that an awful lot. There's not a lot of NBA implementing new rules that I can say, yeah, great job all the way around. I really like the way you're doing that. I like the way they're doing that. So good news. Good news. Yeah, there must be uh, something wrong here. Since the show started, we haven't gotten any new chats, and I just know that that's not the way Plucers roll. So there's no way that this chat is working today that's going to bring down Club Ploose. Um, Giants fans are probably down, especially if you went out to the yard yesterday. Basically, the Giants threw a huge 4th of July picnic, so there were no expectations of fireworks. But the Giants decided to throw a big 4th of July picnic and they forgot the beer, the ice, the cups, the chips. The burgers, the hot dogs, the grill, the charcoal, the beach balls, the suntan lotion, the sunglasses, the beach towels. They they forgot everything yesterday. They forgot to score a run, and they're on the verge of being swept by the Seattle Mariners. And a funny start time for the Giants tonight. It's a 6.05 start time this evening. Alex Cobb needs to be the role of the stopper for the San Francisco Giants because after losing the Mariners six to nothing. They've officially dropped 8 of 12 here. And as Alex Pavlovich wrote up in his column, over that stretch of dropping 8 of 12 games, they're averaging just 3.08 runs per game in that stretch. I ain't going to win a lot of baseball games. It's not. Since the Giants' 10-game winning streak, wrote Alex, uh, since the Giants' 10 game winning streak was snapped, they've scored just 37 runs in 12 games. They're batting only 207 in their last dozen games with a team wide OPS of about just 600. The previous 10 games, that long winning streak that they went on, they were hitting 299 as a team nearly hitting 300 with an 854 OPS. So the giants ran really, really red hot. And then they have cooled off an awful lot here. They've got four games remaining until we get to the all-star break. They're going to try to not be swept by the Mariners this evening. And then luckily the Colorado Rockies come into town and you better take two or three against them. If you want to go into that all-star break, feeling good. Um, so, yeah, you know, big game for the Giants tonight against the Mariners. Yeah. Let's go ahead and bill it as that big reason to turn into K- tune into KNBR. If you don't mind me saying, and I look now that I'm not on 95, seven, the game anymore, I can wax poetic about how much I do love KNBR and listening to baseball on KNBR. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Krupp, Kipe, John Miller, Dave Fleming. These guys are great they're great at what they do. Talking about greatness earlier with uh with Joey Chestnut. That is a great baseball broadcast. It really really is. Um speaking of greatness, the A's beat the Tigers on the 4th of July, one nothing baby. One nothing. Ryan Noda with an RBI single in the 10th. There was much rejoicing. Uh, 3.40 start time so you can have a late lunch with the A's this afternoon in the Motor City and if you do want and by the way, a longtime engineer and producer of not just A's baseball but Giants baseball, a million Warriors games, a wonderful man, John Trinidad passed away since the last time we talked on Friday, John Trinidad was someone who you couldn't miss. He was a big man. He was a really kind, sweet, generous-hearted man, and um, he passed away over the weekend. So here's to you, John Trinidad. Every single time I greeted you, You return to smile, a handshake, just a friendly guy. Really liked John Trinidad. Everyone who worked with John Trinidad was really, really like John. So that's, that's a sad passing for the Bay Area broadcasting community. And he goes to all sports. Like John Trinidad did a ton of 49ers. Anywhere there was a broadcast of a live sporting event, John Trinidad was there at some point in time plugging things in, making sure everyone sounded good. He was great at his job. Speaking of greatness. Speaking of greatness. Happy birthday to Shohei. Happy birthday to Shohei. Shohei Otani, born on the 5th of July. He's 29 years old today. 29 years old. By the way, the 4th of July is obviously America's birthday. It was also Camilo Duval's birthday. He is uh, a Giants first-time All-Star. He's 26 years old. And I, I found this out just reading about Camilo Duval that Rod Beck is the only Giants pitcher to have recorded more saves by their 26th birthday than Camilo Duval. Rod Beck had 91 saves before his 26th birthday. Shout out to Rod Beck. God, it was great watching him pitch. He was he was cool, he was troubled, he was he was Rod Beck. There was no one like him. He was awesome. Easy to root for. Like at the end of his career just trying to hang on, he bought himself an RV. He would go to minor league parks to pitch. And he would hang out in the RV and like drink beers with fans after the game. Like Rod Beck was down to hang. Um. So anyways, we weren't talking about Duvall or Rod Beck. I was trying to say it's, it's Shohei Otani's birthday. We did a uh, Otani Tuesday, which falling on the 4th of July and coming up at night, I knew wasn't going to get an awful lot of views. But if you want to check out Otani Tuesday and shout out Japan, good to have you in here. Uh, konnichiwa. There is a piping hot fresh Otani Tuesday that didn't end a week Tuesday to Tuesday, nearly as well as Otani wanted it to Uh, the angels had a rough 4th of July. The day began with Mike Trout announcing that he's going to be out weeks here with a broken hamate bone in his left hand. He got hit by a pitch. So Trout is out of the lineup for the foreseeable future. Um, In the game yesterday, Anthony Rendon fouled one off his leg and he had to leave the game. And then after giving up back-to-back home runs, Shohei Otani left the game, escorted off the mound by a trainer. He's got, well, his start got pushed back by a cracked fingernail. And maybe that cracked fingernail was causing him a little bit of pain, so he was holding the ball differently which reduced his effectiveness as a pitcher, A, and probably went about creating the blister that he left the game with, and prognostications are that Shohei Otani is going to continue to hit in the lineup, but it might be a while before he pitches again. They might skip a turn, and, uh, well, they don't have to before the All-Star break, but he's he's probably not pitching in the All-Star game. Good. Give Otani three at-bats as a DH. That's what I want. Um Actually, give Otani seven at-bats. I mean, don't take him out of the game if he's just playing DH. He's the most interesting watch, and he's the greatest baseball player of all time. So give him all-star game hacks. Um, but, yeah, a rough, rough 4th of July for the Angels. And, look, what are they going to do with Shohei Otani? I was just on the Jim Rome show Like 20 minutes before this show started today, my man JT the Brick is filling in for Jim Rome, who's obviously taking the week off like so many of you have for the 4th of July week. And uh, we were talking about Shohei Otani. What are the Angels going to do with the deadline? What, are they just going to let him walk for compensatory picks as a free agent in the offseason? Now that Mike Trout is bowing out of the picture for a while, are the Angels fancying themselves contenders in any way, shape, or form? And even with Shohei Ohtani, let's be totally honest, no one gives a rip about the Anaheim Angels. They kind of stink with him. Don't they owe it to themselves to trade Shohei Ohtani? Now, if you're a Giants fan and you want Shohei Ohtani in a Giants uniform, I think you go about hoping that the Angels are dumb enough to just hold on to him, thinking that they'll be able to return to him in the offseason and just get into a free agent bidding war. And that's where the Giants, I think, need to come in with, I'm not even kidding, a 65 to $70, $80 million dollar a year offer for Shohei Ohtani. I need to speak this into existence. Shohei Otani needs to be a San Francisco Giant, and I don't care if the Giants don't have the budget for it. They do. They don't have the budget to not make that happen, and I don't want to hear that they're involved in Shohei Otani negotiations. This guy cannot put on a Dodgers uniform at any price. If he's going to go to the Yankees, all right, go to the Yankees. You're not going to beat the Yankees, I guess, but you can't let him be a Dodger. So, Otani in free agency to the Giants. Whatever God you pray to, light a candle and pray to that God for that to happen. Because if the Angels are to trade Shohei Otani, I mean, what are the Giants? Who would they have to give up? Their entire farm system? Guys who are already up producing as young players with the Giants? I mean, the thing is, it would be worth it for Shohei Ohtani, but at the same time, Otani's going to want to come to a situation that gets him out of the situation that he's in in Anaheim, which is perpetually stuck in third or fourth place. You add Shohei Ohtani to this year's Giants team right now, they're a contender a contender. Think about it. What do the Giants need? They need one more starter who's a really good starting pitcher, and they need a guy in the middle of this lineup hitting about 50 bombs for them. He's both. He's both. There's no Major League Baseball team that couldn't use Shohei Otani, for goodness sakes. Now, the Angels, they might be bad, but calling them poorly run i don't know if that's necessarily fair they've they've thrown money at this team trying to put a winner on the field but they they really haven't they got to trade shohei otani they do they have to trade shohei otani he's only one of the greatest assets in the history of the game of baseball how can you let him walk for nothing hopefully they don't because if it's a trade of Otani, I don't see how he puts on a Giants uniform. And let's be totally honest, if we're scoring with, and using history, you know, what has passed is prologue. The Giants will be in the Otani conversation, but they won't actually land him. That's got to stop. That's got to stop. Now, I don't think they got the trade pieces for him. But if it's just about money, there's one thing I know that the Giants have money. And they got a lot of it. And they're going to need a lot of it to throw at Shohei Otani in free agency. God, I wish we could get to Club Plus. I can just feel all of these comments coming in. But unfortunately, they're not populating on my restream. This is the second time this has happened. Terribly sorry. Um, we got I was able to capture the uh, the first um, comments there from Eric Johnson because that happened before the show started. I haven't gotten a single comment populated here on my, uh, on my device restream since 10 56 AM and there's no way plusers keep quiet. That never happens. So I'm sorry that I cannot read anything. I am sorry that we can't do a, a club plus today. I am also sorry if anyone was nice enough to drop a jingle jangle on me that I did not thank you for it personally was not able to, cause I can't see it. So uh, if you want to fill up that ganja jar on the way out, I'd appreciate it, but I can't say thanks today. So maybe wait until do it tomorrow. We'll probably get this fixed. But thank you so very much for tuning in today. The 5th of July, summer's trucking right along, and before you know it, we're going to be in August. It's going to be preseason football. We're going to be getting ready for an NFL season, and I cannot wait for that, Wait and you see some of the stuff we got planned coming up. It's going to be fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for all of your loyalty, your love, your listenership, your viewership. It means the world to me and my family. This is how we're now feeding the kids. So thank you very much. Please click subscribe, that notify button, download that podcast. You're going to get this podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.